gentlemen, this is Derek with Quick Market Updates. We are about 30 minutes past the market close, and it's about a choppy of a day as you're going to get. We were really all over the place after gapping up and continuing to rise up for about 10 minutes. We had a extremely sharp decline uh, until about uh, noon, five minutes before noon, actually, which is uh, right about the time when Jerome Powell started speaking. Like I mentioned earlier this morning, it seems that an uh, investors were anticipating him saying that, hey, you know, look at these earning reports, look at unemployment getting slightly better, you know, the economy's booming, and we need to uh, start easing off of our uh, bond buyback program and easy money policies early. But that was actually not the case. He came out and remained firm with the timeline uh, that he has set in place to, you know, start easing off of uh, the um, easy money policies, which, of course, is some point in 2023. And you could see that investors were quite relieved by that because from noon on, we had a pretty nice rally um, for about an hour, chopped back down for 30 minutes after that. Uh, and then the rest of the day, we went up a little bit more. Uh, and then, of course, we had a slight slide in the day, last uh, 40 minutes of the day or so. But we did close higher on all three indexes, so that's uh, always a good sign. Of course, the Q uh, putting in a new uh, record high, the NASDAQ, uh, albeit a very small one, but a record is a record. So interesting day for sure. This is uh, definitely what, more of what we expected from the week, though. Uh, Monday was a pretty calm day, not a lot of activity, uh, pretty low volume. Uh, we had yesterday with uh, activity that really kind of negated itself up until about noon. We had a big jump up followed by a sharp drop down to break even. And then today, I mean, we just chopped around all over the place and finished higher. So, you know, that's really a sign that investors uh, aren't really sure what to do as of now. Uh, but, you know, when you're trading... Uh, every day and the market is potentially putting in a new high day after day, week after week, it's really hard to, you know, continue uh, looking at these long plays because there's just no telling when we're going to have some sort of a correction. Uh, so it's definitely interesting times there on the general market. Uh, of course, with Powell saying they're going to stick to their timeline, we had the uh, U.S. 10-year uh, yield subsequently take a little bit of a fall. Right now it's sitting at about 1.349. Uh, <clears throat> energy sector, my goodness, got absolutely hammered today, down uh, about 2.98%. This is likely due to the European Union and China, uh, of course, some of the uh, largest economic powerhouses in the world, coming out and pledging sweeping reforms uh, to, you know, limit internal uh, greenhouse gas emissions. But also what I think scared investors a little bit more was the fact that they said they are looking to put levies on imports from high emitting countries. Of course, levy is similar to a tax, except it's a little more product specific and it has to do with imports as opposed to, you know, uh, sales or income. But either way, you know, it's basically... Uh, meaning that if a company 
uh, imports goods from countries that are deemed to have high emissions, which of course can be a little subjective, then they're going to make you pay a little bit extra. Of course, the U.S. isn't the most, uh, uh, you know, uh, the biggest offender of energy and, and greenhouse gas emissions, but it's definitely in the top five, you know, up there with, of course, China uh, and India. Um, but, you know, that's uh, definitely not something that we necessarily want to see. We would like to see, ideally, countries working together to propose, you know, new uh, innovative ways to... Um, you know, reduce emissions and greenhouse gases as opposed to turning it sort of into an economic war, trying to incentivize with negative reinforcement countries to uh, cut back on their uh, emissions. But uh, there's really no telling which way that's going to go. Of course, the next, uh, you know, um, uh, in a, uh, summit on climate change is going to be in November in Glasgow. So, uh, you know, I would say look actually for a bounce back uh, from the energy sector because, you know, the dip today put it right at a support level uh, around 5090. Uh, but if it does not bounce back tomorrow, not looking good, we could drop all the way down to, you know, 4936 uh, and even lower than that, you know, all the way down to 47. This is, of course, looking at XLE, right? The uh, the fund for the energy sector as a whole attracts its performance. So interesting development there. We'll keep uh, hanging around to see what happens there. We had Bitcoin after making its uh, sort of uh, initial, initial little rally up this morning. It's really kind of flatlined over the past, uh, you know, five, six hours. It's still hanging around 32,800. So not a lot of price action there just yet. Um, of course, the crypto market's still kind of sitting, sitting pretty steady. Not a lot of movement there either. Uh, for the day's trades, we had Apple, uh, although it was a little uh, extended, right? It's been putting in uh, highs over the past few days. Uh, but it has been showing good strength. It did present us with a pretty decent buy setup this morning, um, but it, you know, tends to fall in line pretty closely with the with the Qs uh, and the Nasdaq. So you know, it was extremely choppy. Uh, we were able to get out with you know 0.5R, which you know isn't the best, but uh, any day you make money isn't necessarily the worst either. And what I mean by 0.5R is 0.5 the amount of risk. And as a trader, that's really how you should be determining, you know, what you're doing with your money and how you're managing your trades. So, for example, say you were trading a stock and you bought, you know, one share at $10, right? Just to make the math simple. You are, uh, you think that it's going to go up to $12, and you are willing to let it drop down to $9 before you sell because you don't just want to hold it until it goes into the ground and you incur huge losses. You know, you don't want to sell it, panic sell when it gets down to like five, six dollars, whatever. So since you've set your stop loss at nine and you buy it at 10, your risk is $1, right? So that is one R, right? One times your risk. Uh, you're a good, uh, most, well, a very common trading strategy uh, for most traders is 2R, all or nothing. So that would mean that you would need the stock to get up to $12 before you would sell it, right? Because you would essentially double your money because you're willing to risk a dollar. And if you make two, you've doubled your money, right? So that 
that's generally what uh, personally what I aim for uh, with my trade management is 2R. So when I'm looking at uh, stocks, I like to see some room to uh, move up enough to get me that 2R return uh, or enough of a dip to justify buying it. Uh, of course, you know, we would need to see signs that it is coming uh, back up and it is turning around and pivoting. You know, that's kind of what a buy setup is, though. Um, so pretty slow day with trades. You know, I didn't want to get uh, too over leveraged in the market because it was extremely choppy and not not very, uh, you know, um, obvious with which direction it was going to go. So a little conservative. But like I said, any day you make money isn't the worst of day. So nothing to complain about there. Uh, really no telling what the market's going to do tomorrow. So far in uh, post-market trading, it's looking pretty flat. Not a lot of action there. Um, so, you know, we'll have to see what kind of gap we're looking at in the morning. Uh, but until then, hopefully you made some money today. And we will see you again tomorrow morning for the market open. All right. Take care and have a great night.